right. So then now this is episode three of Blood Brothers. Uh, oh, now you're uh, calling it Blood no, Brothers. Yeah. yeah, it's catching on. It's growing on me. That's what the fans call it. The fans call it Blood Brothers. The official name is Two Brothers Discussing Interesting Topics. Mm-hmm. But the, the real dedicated, loyal fans call it Blood Brothers because it's an inside reference. To something that was mentioned in the first episode. Yes. So you mentioned that this is episode three. And I think that's yes. kind of interesting. Yes. Because I would like to discuss threes. Why would I like to discuss threes? Because, because it's um, the yard site of Mo Howard, one of the three stooges. Is it really? It's not. I made that up. I know. I don't know when Mo Howard's yard site is. It's not funny. The, the, the man has a yard site. Okay. So the I joke apologize. is say this is his yard site when it's not his yard site. I, ra- I just raised awareness of the possibility that he could have a yard site. Somebody now maybe will bring, bring some cake into Shul. We're back, you know, whenever we have shuls. I would love to see the guy with the kichel and herring and shlivovitz. And you ask him, who's your site? And he says, Mo Howard. The Louis Mishmas Mo. Okay. We are back. <laughs> so after we finished recording, just out of curiosity, we looked up. Uh, the different well, we go through after we after we finish recording and, and we and we look up and we try to remember all the things that we talked about so we can we can put pictures and, and things in right and all the background stuff. So I said, let's look up uh, Curly's yard site. So we look Mo's yard site. Wait, did, wait, did you watch it? No, but I know I remember. You remember that that's what we said. Hang on, I'm I'm watching it. I said Mo. Oh, really? Yeah. Can I hear it, actually? So I can, because I remember you asking if it was Curly's yard site. Can I hear it? Yeah, here. Um, why would I like this? Yeah. Why would I like to discuss the videos? Because, because it's um, the yard site of Mo Howard, one of the three stooges. <laughs> it's not. I made that up. I don't know, I don't know what Mo okay. Howard Okay, fine. All right, you heard that? Okay, fine. All right. Okay, fine. All right, ready? Yeah. Fine. So we just uh, finished and we came back on. And what we do after we finish is we go and look up all the the pictures of stuff we talked about so we can intercut the, the different images. And we decided just to go look up when actually is Mo Howard's yard site. So uh, we saw it was May 4th, 1975. And I was like, wow, May 4th, you know. Yeah, it gets us pretty close. Gets us pretty close. So I went to the Chabad.org uh, Hebrew date converter. And May 4th, 1975 is Chof Gimel Ear today. <laughs> so you said, so, what, is it Mo Howard's yard site? Like, I made it up. I, I, I lied and said, today is Mo Howard, the yard site of Mo Howard. And it actually is the yard site of Mo It actually is. So you see, yeah. Wow. So, 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 what was it? Was it a was was it a uh, a joke or was it the truth? Or was it both? Or was, was it both? We'll find out whether something joke. can be both. Maybe. Are you still recording? Yeah. Yeah, I think we have to say. By the way, this is not planned. We wouldn't plan this. It's not. I don't even think it's cool if you plan it. People are going to think that we planned it ahead of time. We're like, oh, let's pretend that you didn't know it was Mo's yard site. Okay, so we have to make it very clear that we're not, we did not plan it. 
we didn't plan it. Yeah. We wouldn't plan it. And if it would be planned, right. it wouldn't be cool. <laughs> Hashem planned it. No one's going to believe us. They're going to think we planned this. But you don't understand. It would be lame if we planned this. <laughs> but if well, Hashem yeah. planned it, then it's really cool. So that means that we can actually make this episode, Lili Nishmas, uh, Moshe Ben Shlim and Nassim Halevi, which is the name of Mo Howard. That's a beautiful thing. And his, his neshama must have needed something right now. And um, we were able to give it to him. Yeah. His, yeah. I guess, I guess the, the neshama of Mo Howard just clunked me on the head. <laughs> Wise guy. Eh? Ah, nick, nick. <laughs> Spread out. All right. Let's go back to the episode. episode. Okay. So the reason I want to talk about three is because next week is Chedesh HaShlishi, the third month. As you know, the months do not have names in Torah. The, the names were given later on. In Torah, they're referred to numerically. So there's Chedesh HaRisha in the first month, which is the month when the Jews left Egypt. It's also called the first month because that's when they got the mitzvah to start counting months. In fact, the first mitzvah, while they were still in Egypt, was to start the lunar calendar. Okay. Then Chedesh Hasheni, which actually is connected to this week's Parsha, the Parsha's by Midbar, because it says that on Rish Chedesh, of the, the first day of the second month, that's when they did the census. Chedesh Hasheni is what we call Iyar. And then Chedesh Hashlishi, third month, that's what we call Sivan. And uh, it's interesting, the Gemara in Shabbos talks about how the giving of the Torah at Sinai is associated with many things called three. It says, uh, blessed is the, the merciful who gave a threefold Torah to a threefold nation in a third month through, through a thirdborn child. Threefold Torah means Tanakh. The three parts of, of Tanakh, the Nevim Suvim. Uh, the threefold nation means Kayin uh, Levi Yisro. And the third month means, like we said, Nisan Iyer Sivan. Third born child is the third in his family. There was uh, Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe. So Toda is, is associated with threes. And uh, in Kabbalah, the third is Tiferes. That's me, by the way. I'm the third. You are the third. Interesting. Third child. You're the third born yeah, child. That's why I'm beautiful. Okay, so you have to explain that. Why is the third beauty? Do, do you want me to explain it, or you want to explain sure. it? No, you could explain it. The third is beauty because you have one and two, and then the third comes and mixes them together and makes something pretty out of them. Yeah, why is that pretty? Because I want to understand aesthetics. Did you want to? Um, oh, you can't make a picture unless you've you've got some sort of of interaction between two at least two different colors or shades or something. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, by the way, that black and white is called monochrome, which I don't understand because it's two chromes. Yes, black and white. Yes. Right. You know, I went to the Lego 
exhibition. It's one of the biggest rackets in the world. They don't have, no, it is. I don't remember what you had to pay for it, but this is way before Corona. And I just remember there's a lot of Purell going on. It's because you have like children touching Legos and a lot of Purell. Um, Basically just rented out this giant hall in a convention center. And it was just full of Legos. Just like loose? Just like everyone. So they had to figure out ways of saying it's not just a giant room full of a hundred thousand lego pieces so they would give themes to different areas so there was one area this really ticked me off actually there was one whole area called monochrome build okay monochrome build they gave it a cool name an edgy sounding and it was just all a bunch of red blocks they were actually green they were all green not like forest green, but like, like, uh, like, um, what do you call it? Green. green, green screen, green screen, green. Yeah, chroma key you, green. What's it called? Chroma key green. Chroma key green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was chroma key green. Um, that was all it was. It was called monochrome build. Okay, maybe you could use it as a Chrome, Chrome key, as a green screen. Anyway, so, you know, it's interesting. You say, you know, that if you don't have different colors, so it's not beautiful. Um, I, I think, I'm not such, you know, I'm not such a visual person. Yes. Right. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I think you, you, like you ask me sometimes if, when I show you stuff, you have to ask me if it's animated or a puppet. No, I'm not that bad. But but people say that to you a lot. They're like, oh, I liked your cartoon. Which cartoon? No, that was... It's a cartoon. It's not a cartoon, it's a puppet. Yeah, cartoon, how do you animate that? Is that hard to animate? It's not <laughs> animated. Right. It's a physical puppet. It's an actual physical object that I'm holding. Yeah. Uh, right. Um they're not that visually. Uh, no, no. But if somebody will show me something and they'll be like, "Okay, I'm going to show you like a graphic designer. Okay, this this version of the flyer or that version? Which do you like?" Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's the same thing to me. I mean, I can tell really, really bad aesthetic. Um, and then there's like everything else. So, but I'll tell you regarding uh, the beauty of Tiferes, where where I do kind of understand it and I relate to it. Not in, not in visual terms, but in, um, in terms of the dialectic. Is that a fancy word? It is a fancy word. Yeah. So there's thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Okay. Thesis is you have one idea. Then you have the antithesis or antithesis, which is an opposing idea. And then the synthesis brings it together. So, for instance, like in narrative terms, you have a good guy who wants one thing. You have a bad guy who wants the opposite thing. And the narrative comes about through resolving that conflict. Or, See then uh, that, that yeah. I don't understand the, as as much. Why is beauty 
synthesis, Maya's resolution of conflict, beauty. You know, Tiferes is also called Shalwin. Shalom. Okay, that well, that makes sense to me. Right, but Tiferes. You have two opposing ideas or, right. or entities, and then you somehow bring them together. That's Shalom. That makes sense. But why beauty? Tiferes is synonymous. Unless you want to say peace is inherently beautiful, but no, beauty is inherently peaceful. Beauty is. Okay, so do you remember there was a game called Sherwood Forest? Yes, we had it on our old uh, uh, Franklin Ace. So uh, in Sherwood Forest, do you remember that one of the things is you have to find a loot and you have to go on stage and you have to um, play Sherwood Forest was in, like a Robin it was a, a like a cut above a text adventure. It wasn't you weren't just writing go north and go south. There was actually pictures. There were pictures, but the commands were all two-word commands. Yeah. Get loot. So you would say go north, and then and then another picture would load of the new right. scene that you're in. Right. So one of the tricks that you had to learn was... Play loot? Right. Well, you play the loot, and the men, um, they, they, throw, they throw a charm on stage because they like you. Get charm. Right. But here's the trick. Okay. And I, I don't know how many hours I spent playing Joe the Forest to like crack this code. You know, nowadays you go online and you Google it. You right. know, today the kids they just they Google their tests and they get the all they get the tests online and everything. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So So every test is just a test of how good you are at, at Google using Google. Yeah. So one of the things is if you don't sing well, they throw the tomatoes at you. Okay. They don't like it. But um, what you have to do, though, is if you go and you put on the charm and you sing for them, then they love it, but they fall asleep. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to go play without the charm. They don't like it. They throw tomatoes at you. Then you put on the charm, and then you sing, and they throw money at you. Hmm. Interesting. So it's just trial and error, hours of playing this game. Oh, for my you to gosh. Figure. Hours and hours <laughs> and hours. But here's what I'm telling you. That if something is pleasing all along, it's not really truly pleasing. Or this could be related to the concept the Alta Rebbe speaks about, tainug timidi enoi tainug. Right? Constant pleasure is not pleasure at all. So real aesthetic, real beauty, by definition. Comes from contrast? Not just the contrast, resolution of conflict. So if you had a narrative where there was only a protagonist with no antagonist and no conflict, it would be boring. But if there is a threat to the protagonist and he overcomes it, that's... So if it, so if it does not get resolved, then it's unsatisfying. Correct. But if it almost doesn't get resolved, and then in the nick of time it does get resolved, that's very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Where do we see this in learning, by the way? Why can't I just tell you something interesting? Why does it have to be a question with an answer? Okay. Okay, there's a reason for that, because it's more satisfying. You should have just told me that 
it's more satisfying to learn when you have a question and an answer. I Why should have, have just... to ask it. Why do you have to ask it as a question? Case in point, I, I, I didn't even do that to be funny. I just did it out of habit. Um, so, like when you learn Gamara, it's not just Gamara. I mean, Gamara is is famous for it because it's always bringing up a, a problem and then trying to resolve the problem and trying to come to a conclusion. We, we create the problem in order to get the solution. We create confusion in order to arrive at more at greater clarity. Right. Solution is not fun or interesting if we didn't have a problem first. Right. Think about how many problems that you never had. You feel any relief? But you think about every problem that you've had that was finally resolved. It's like, oh, what a relief. That was finally, it's finally over. Right. So, uh, Threes are, by definition, one thing, it's opposite, and then the third thing is the resolution of the two. I saw a mimer recently from the Alter Rebbe asking, why do you need a Mazuman? So why do you only make a Mazuman with three people? As opposed to? Two people. Why can't you invite one other guy? To bench. So right. if you're all alone, obviously you're not going to... A Muslim, you're inviting everybody to bench. But right. if, you, if you're just all alone, you're not going to do it. But if you've got one other person, then you can do it. Right. And so why not? So why not two people? Good question. Because, and this is why it relates to the three thing, um, when you have two people... The, po the point of the Mazuman is to collect everybody together and, and create that synthesis that you're talking about. One mm -hmm. of the Mazuman is that you have multiple different voices and now you're, you're joining them together, which you can't have until you have three. If you just have two people, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's just one, one, one idea and, and another, just the thesis and the antithesis. Mm -hmm. So right. like, like this right here, just two people talking to each other. Yeah, we need to find a third guy. We need a third guy to mix it up. Mm -hmm. That's when smart. we jump the shark. Yeah. Or, or when we bring in Curly Joe. It's a zero side today, by the way. Yeah, there were actually two Curly Joes. Yeah, there was a bunch of Curlies. There were two, there were three Curlies. There was Curly, the original Jerome Howard. Then there was Curly Joe, and then there was like another like imitation Curly Joe. I think Curly Joe Del Rita. Yeah. All right. Well, it's taking me too long to look up all the history of all the studios. Did you ever see Mo Howard um, in the 1960s when he had still had the same haircut, but it was white? He couldn't get rid of the haircut because then no, nobody would know who he was. <laughs> no, it would be worse than that. Everyone would be looking at me like, oh, I, know, I know you. Right? Where do I know you? Do, do we meet somewhere? I'm Mo. Mo who? Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> so this way, this has it. Like, but everyone know. knows exactly who he is. Oh, you're Mo from the Three Stooges. Yeah. Okay. And then he calls him a knucklehead, and then <laughs> everyone's happy. Yeah. So, um, 
we have uh, the 13 principles of Torah interpretation. How do we get there? You're going to see. Oh, okay. Well, you're just jumping now to something else. No, no, no. It's connected. All right. So, Rabbi Ishmael said that there are 13 methods of Torah interpretation. So, you have Shnei Suvim Hamachachishim Zezeh, two scriptural verses which contradict one another. Until comes the third verse, and resolves the two. What does that mean? It means you have one statement says one thing, another statement says the opposite thing. They can't both be right. Comes the third statement and shows you how there's a bigger perspective where there's room for two opposites. And the paradox is not unsustainable, it's rather, it's, it's sustainable. So, Kosovo Shlishi, third verse, Shlishi doesn't just mean, you know, an, an, a number. Shlishi is, a, is an adjective. Shlishi means anything that's a big enough, wide enough perspective that has room for apparent contradiction. So it's not just a, a third opposing thing. It has to be Specifically, when we say that in this context, the Kosovo Shlishi has to be a Kosovo Shlishi that does synthesize these two opposing. Correct. Sukkim. Right. Tiferis is when the, what do they say, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, where the ultimate result is greater and bigger than what either of the two counterpoints had to offer. So if you just have two people talking to each other and then you just get a bunch of ideas out on the table because this guy looks at it this way and that guy looks at it that way, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's not three. Three is when there's a synthesis that through the two opinions clashing and then becoming resolved, you come to a greater insight that neither of them on their own could have come to. Right. Beauty is the process. Beauty is the resolution of conflict. Mm-hmm. Beauty is the, um, the satisfaction of saying, oh, you know what? There's a whole new way of looking at things where everything makes sense. There's a space for everything. You know, you stand up on top of the mountain and you look down and you say, oh, there's the city and there's the water and there's the forest. And there's room for all of it. But the guy's down on the ground, you're asking him, well, what do you see? What's it like down there? One guy says, it's a forest. The other guy is in the middle of the water. He says, it's just water. The other guy says, it's a city. But the guy on the mountaintop, he says, no, there's the city, there's the water, there's the forest. So the third idea, the synthesis, the the shalim or the, the tiferes, is always a higher perspective. Now. When it comes to uh, you know, theology, there are two premises. One is that it's all about God, and the other is it's all about us. So uh, 
month one is like premise one. You can't do anything with yourself. You couldn't get out of Egypt yourself, and you never did get out yourself. And if not for God's miracles, you'd still be there. We say it every year at the, at the Seder. So it's all God. God's doing everything. Then comes the second month. Go refine yourself. Go pull yourself up by your bootstraps. So that's the Gevura as opposed to the Chesed. Or from below to above as opposed to above to below. Then comes Chedesh Ashlishi. What's Chedesh Ashlishi? Is Judaism about what God does for us or is Judaism about what we do for God? Is it about the spiritual or about the material? Is it about the infinite or about the finite? God's not spiritual and the Jews not material. Well, you're looking at it from a Chedesh Ashlishi point of view where you already know the punchline. Okay. You already know the punchline. But when you're going through the process, the premise is he's spiritual and we're material. Now, the resolution is he's not spiritual and we're not material. It's atmos. It's the essence. And where do we find the essence? We find the essence doing spiritual actions in a physical body, which we call mitzvahs, which is the whole idea of, of, of Torah. It's interesting that in the Zodiac, you're, you're a Leo, is that correct, by the way? Rar. Yes. <laughs> by the way, what was the lion's favorite part of the Seder? Got to get more roar. More roar. Yeah. More roar. You don't get that in your Laffy Taffy. Last week you were speaking about your Laffy Taffy. Yeah. So the zodiac sign for the third month is Gemini. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a joke. Did I, tell, did I ever tell you my joke? What's your joke? You've told me lots of jokes. First of all, you know that I'm a Gemini. Uh, I don't. I didn't know these. I don't know the signs very well. Okay. I didn't. I know when your birthday is, but I didn't know that that meant you're a Gemini. Yeah, what is what is Gemini? What is it? What is this, this the constellation or whatever? What's the symbol? Gemini is actually plural. Gem, the Gemini are twins. Okay. So here's a joke. Leo our lion. Is that how it works? Did I no. do it right? <laughs> no, Leo is a lion. Okay. Leo is a lion. It's just one lion. Mm. The only zodiac sign that's plural is Gemini because the Gemini are twins. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. You got it? Mm hmm. Okay. So I don't believe in astrology. It sounds like I'm... you do. <laughs> Let me try again. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe in astrology because I'm oh, a why Gemini. Not? Be because I'm a Gemini. And Geminis don't believe okay. in astrology. Oh, okay. That's the joke? 
Could you do it with any sign? No. I mean, does it work with any? No. Why only Gemini? Think about it. I'm a Sagittarius, so I don't yeah. believe in astrology because Sagittarius does why? Because you're an archer, you shoot a bow, so you don't believe in astrology. Yeah, doesn't make so, sense. So why does it make more sense to say yeah? Because twins don't believe in astrology. No, because I don't believe in astrology because I'm of such an astrological sign of of a kind of person who wouldn't believe in astrology. So basically, what is it saying? But is that is oh, is that what Gemini are like? Contradiction, yeah. Okay. Contradiction. Mm. So I believe in astrology clearly because I'm saying that there's something I believe in. I don't believe in because of my astrological sign. So that's a contradiction. It's a paradox. Sivan. I don't believe in astrology because I'm a Leo and lions don't understand the concept of astrology. <laughs> So, um, if you want to hear a vote from our our uh, great 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 grandfather Gala Amukais, I do, and I'm glad that you name dropped that. Yeah. How do we know we're descended from the Megala Amukais? Because we're from Libra Agado. Libra Agado is from the Megala Amukais. Yes. And Shamshina uh, Stropoler. So, anyways, Megala Amuke says that Mesha is a Roshetevis Machlekes Shamai Hello. That means that it's not, oh, I wonder who's right. No. And you have to have both, or you don't have the truth. Remember a couple of years ago, the Yanni and Laurel? Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, blah. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Remember this tweet. Somebody says, these are my twin. These are my twins, Yanni and Laurel. The person says, why did you name both of your children Laurel? But in order to, for that joke to work, the person, and in writing, I guess it works, but they would have to be saying, yeah, but... Is that what it sounded like? You didn't hear it? That's what it pretty much sounded like. Yep. It sounded like backwards talk. It sounded like, like scary backwards talk. Okay. Hey, listen. Are you listening to Yanni and Laurel now? Yeah, hold on a second. You hear that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you hear it? I did. It sounded like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded very clearly like Laurel to me. Really, it was. It was sounded much more like Yanni to me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you yes. Just, you say just for fun. You're saying that? No, 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 no. I, I, hang on. I'm now. I'm looking up the video. The the sound. Oh, now I hear only Laurel. I can only hear Laurel now. 
Okay. So that Yanny Laurel thing, that is Sivan and Ferris. Yeah, that's right. All right. Is that all? So we got to the end? I don't know. Is it beautiful yet? You're beautiful. Thank you. I am beautiful. Um, you're also beautiful. So what's the point? The point is that that uh, Toyota has to be given in the third month because Toyota is about bringing uh, heaven and earth together. And um, heaven and earth went, is but one example. It's just one example. Okay, and then you went further, though. I, well, then what did you do? It's about contradictions. It's about opposites. Uh, and Toyota... And, oh, then you, this Toyota is about the whole, holding contradictions. When we're looking at things from the perspective of a created being within creation, we tend to be limited to only see things one way. But Toyota lifts us up to see creation, not just as part of creation, looking at the rest of creation, but from the perspective of creator, looking down at creation. Now you see the full full picture and you see multiple perspectives simultaneously and you realize that the contradiction wasn't a contradiction which of the three stooges is Tiferis? Mo is Gvura yeah Larry is Tiferis Larry is not a brother Mo and Curly are brothers mm. Larry is Tiferis. He's the Kava side. That's where he has two things of hair poking out on each side. All right. All right. Is that it? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, blood brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, da da da.